Games podcast. This is bonus stage number three, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Um, I am joined with Joshua Jackson. Hey, everybody. And we are going to talk all about Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Uh, If you haven't listened to any of our bonus episodes, stop now. This is super spoiler heavy. We're going to get in to all the nitty gritty. We're going to deconstruct this game all the way to its core. So if you haven't played it, or um, halfway through, don't listen to it uh, if you want. don't want anything spoiled. Uh, we will be talking mechanics, we will be talking uh, gameplay, pacing, and all that other stuff, but there will be story spoilers. Um, what do you say we get into it, Josh? All right, let's go. So I, I beat the game last night at about 2 in the morning. It took me about... Shit, I think I, I bought it Friday. Um, didn't play it until... Saturday nights, play through Sunday. It tastes Monday, right? Uh, no, it Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it took me a couple of days. I think I, um, uh, I took a couple of days off. Uh, but um, um, my one-line review of this game was, what's GameStop's return policy? 10 out of 10. And, uh, <laughs> and, it, was so, um, it was so good that you want to be able to share the experience with other people. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I, I think that might be giving it a little bit too much credit compared to how much I enjoyed it. Um, I, I and we were texting the whole uh, the whole time I was playing it, and um, there was a lot of like all caps text for me. A lot of like, <laughs> how is this game still fucking going? What's happening? Um, and uh, it's funny because going into it, like, and you're also coming from a unique perspective because you haven't played any of the other ones, right? I haven't played a single one. I think I played about 10 minutes of like some co-op missions with my buddy Dylan on like the third one. Um, but I, we just, we were really drunk and we we're like, this isn't working. Let's just, let's just watch TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny because I like the game. Apparently I like it a lot more than you did, but going into it, I could have sworn that I was going to be the one that was kind of like souring on it a bit compared to other people because my opinion of the whole series doesn't really line up with what most people think, but like listening to you talk about it while you were texting, (laughs) while you're texting me about the game the whole way through, I was like, fuck, I'm somehow going to be the one who's like the good cop on this conversation (laughs) because (laughs) you seem to absolutely hate, not, I wouldn't go as far as I hate, but you seem very frustrated through most of your time with it. I, (laughs) that's a fucking like, okay, first off, this game is not a nine or a 10 out of 10. I don't know who the fuck is giving this, this game, these scores. It is not that. I would honestly say, from 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 my perspective, it's a six and a half or a seven out of ten. I would say eight. Um, uh, and, and I would be comfortable with, with it getting an eight. Um, and this goes back to um, that one of my favorite Mega sixty four videos, which is Modern Games Journalism, where uh, Uncharted three got like an eight point nine, and everybody like lost their shit. <clears throat> so Mega sixty four made a really funny video about it. Uh, so check out that. Um, and th- this game, actually, IGN gave it an 8.8, and then everyone got angry, and then they went back and changed it to a 9. And from what I heard, they said they changed it from a not to a 9 because they didn't extensively play the online mode in the original review, so they bumped it up 0. 0.2 points after which, play- spending more time on the multiplayer. Which is completely asinine. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, to, to, to get into like a little bit more nitty-gritty, this is my first Uncharted game. I've always been really interested in the Uncharted games, but I've never had a PlayStation 3. The Uncharted HD collection came out, but it was... Uh, I have a thing about playing, like, older games that, um, like, 
if they're like a couple of years old, I'm not like super into them unless there's like a good multiplayer aspect or if it's one that I've been like hunting for a very, very long time. If I want to play, and I can, I would consider these single player experiences. So if I really wanted to play a single player experience, I would get it like super early, like day one, um, unless it's like a multiplayer game that I could play with a friend. Um, then maybe we'll get it a couple of years down the road, uh, like on a Steam sale or something. So I've always been interested. Uh, I've res- I I can I can respect Uncharted games, and I'm holding the, uh, the the case right here. I can respect the games for what they are. This game is not the second coming of Christ, like everyone is making it out to be. Um, it's beautiful. I can't I can't uh, knock it for that. Some of the vistas, the opening sequence when you're on the boat, um, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I think this is probably one of the best-looking PlayStation 4 games out there right now. Uh, I'm just waiting for the PlayStation 5 HD re-release to come out. <laughs> but Maybe they'll uh, include the Vita version this time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely gorgeous game. But I just... And I, I went into this wanting to love it. Uh, I, was, I was super excited, super hyped. Like, put it in. I'm like, all right, this is going to be fucking awesome. Bing, bang, boom. It's going to be badass as fuck. And at the end of it, I was just like, why won't this game end? Why is it still going on? This, <laughs> like, this needs to stop. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that was my entire, like, I was, like, yelling at the TV sometimes when, like, the your your uh, goal or your objective or whatever building you're supposed to get to is right in front of you, and then the ground collapses underneath you for the 50th time, and then so, you have to spend another hour finding another route, and it's like, come the fuck on. Like, the story itself is pretty much done. Yeah. Um, my... my um, and my, my dad's been at my place uh, a lot and I've been playing this and I, I'll just start screaming at the, the fucking TV and um, uh, I'll like bitch to him uh, that basically uh, and I, I complained this to you over text and you sent me a picture of the map from Dora the Explorer but this game <laughs> is a series of maps like the, the, the prologue is you're in the prison trying to get to um, that old prison with um uh whoever who's whoever's prison cell it was to get to get a clue and you find a cross uh, and the cross is hollow so there's nothing in there then uh 15 years later your brother who you thought died came back and uh and and in the previous games did they mention nate's brother at all no there was never in a way you kind of experience it in the same way that i guess his wife does where she had no idea even had a brother it's kind of the same thing Okay. Okay. So yeah. So the brother brother shows up and says, "Yo, I know where this cross is." And then you're like, "Oh my god! Like, let's find this dude's treasure. Let's find Avery's like like treasure." And then you go and you break into um, that the auction house to steal the uh, the cross. And inside the cross, there's a map. And um, uh, I'll travel back to like arbitrary deaths because I faced my first arbitrary death in that level, and I realized. Ooh, there's going to be a lot of the. If you don't do what the game exactly wants you to do, you're going to get punished. So remind remind me that. In fact, I'm going to put a big uh, note. Don't do game die. Very proper grammars. (laughs) Um, So you find the map. That map tells you that oh, the treasure is the treasure is under um, uh, under the graveyard of some place in Scotland. Dope. You go there. You go into the graveyard. Oh, it's another map telling you to go across the bay to the cathedral in Scotland. Dope. All right. 
And I thought the game was gonna was gonna end there because it took so fucking long to get there. It took like two, like I t- I texted you, <laughs> um, like I'm like man, how far how much longer? I'm I'm under the 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 cathedral in Scotland. And you're like oh another 15 hours, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like what? <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> but that was going so you- off of my playtime. But my playtime I was like scouring every inch of the map trying to find as many treasures as I could. So my game time was inflated a bit. But yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought I was playing on the hardest difficulty. I was playing on the on the one below the hardest difficulty. On hard, um, yeah, I was on hard, not like crushing, w- crushing. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I was gonna do that. And and thank- you, you know what though? That pisses me off because every other Uncharted game in the series, you had to unlock crushing by beating hard, right? And then after I beat the game, I come to find out that crushing is grayed out like every other game, but they let you select it anyway. So oh, really? I would have just finished it on crushing and got the stupid oh. trophy out of the way if I had known that. So it's kind of annoying to me but that's the side the point <laughs> yeah um so then i get get underneath the, the the cathedral and i'm like oh another map and it sends you to fucking madagascar you go to madagascar you find these like towers and you're like all right we're going to this tower at the top of the volcano and you get in there and then there's another fucking map telling you to go to another tower i'm like all right dope fucking treasures right there treasures right there you go in there there's another map. Tell you go to some island off the coast of Madagascar. And I'm like, okay, fuck. Another goddamn fucking map. Then you go to another island. And then there's all these like compasses that show up after you solve a puzzle. And then there's another map. Tell you to go to another island. And then there's more maps. And like every step at one point. <laughs> and then when you finally get to, uh, when you finally get to, what's the name of the city again? Libertalia. Yeah, when you finally get to Libertalia. And I'm like, cool. This has to be the end, and then they find. Then they have like another flashback, and then they have like five more like areas after that. And it's like, how much farther can you take this? After a while, it, was, it gets really like irritating. Tedious. Yeah, tedious. And I, I love when I get to I got to Libertalia, and I'm like, all right, we're in the treasure room. We're gonna get the treasure, and there's nothing there. And I'm like, oh fuck. And then they're like, hey, look on the ceiling, a map. And I'm like, no fucking duh, there's a map. This whole game is a fucking series of maps. It should just be called Uncharted Four and Atlas King. If for a game that's called Uncharted, there's a lot of completed maps in this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it it was it was frustrating that um, I, I guess I, I have to give the writing a kind of a props that they they pace everything up to a point and you're like yes 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 climax climax oh you're done but then it reminds me of just like a really like somebody giving you a really bad blowjob because you're like yeah 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 <laughs> oh fuck now like. Now we're gonna talk about your dog. Like, what's what's going on? Uh, <laughs> I, got, I got pacing blue balls the whole time. That's actually a pretty accurate way of describing it. I would have never yeah. thought of that. And um, you know, the I thought the story was was contrived. The the um, arbitrary flashback in the middle of the game just to pad out length was oh my god, that annoyed so, the crap out of me. Like so frustrating. Probably more than anything, you know. How I'm I'm sitting. I'm supposed to be the good cop, and I'm complaining as much as you, but. Um, as much as the third act really dragged. And to me, the middle of the game is really the only interesting part because the first act is a bunch of really short chapters where you don't really do anything. The game itself doesn't really feel like it starts until maybe the sixth or seventh chapter. Oh, and I am... Um, hold on. I, I actually quoted that on fucking Reddit and everybody like dived down my throat. It's like, oh, the first six chapters are pretty much laying out why Nathan Drake is going on his thing. And I'm like, no, you could you could tell that in like a fucking cutscene. It's like... Yo, dude, some fucking drug lord's got you know, you know, got me twisted in the wind. Let's let's save my butt. And, and and no. Here's the thing too. Like I, it's funny because I've 
I finished every Uncharted game except for the third one. I got like three fourths of the way through and just got tired of it. At that point, I was mm-hmm. just kind of over the whole series. But I, I share the very, very unpopular opinion, apparently, of saying that the first Uncharted and the Vita Uncharted are the two best ones, which <laughs> everyone says apparently the consensus is that those are the two worst. But I ca- I had like Best Buy coupons that were expiring over the weekend and Uncharted Nathan Drake collection was on sale. So I pretty much got it for free this weekend. And nice. I started go. I went back to Uncharted One just to. Well, I was gonna play them all in order anyway, and then finally just finish three completely. But um, I wanted to play one again because I played one when it first came out. So I wanted to kind of see, you know, what is everybody seeing that I don't remember? It's been so long since I played it, and I'm going through it. And there's no, you know, what I'm doing. Like in the first six chapters, I've pretty much gone through as much action as the entirety of Uncharted Four. And there's still like another ten chapters going. So, and I, 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 I can't think of what happens in the first six chapters of Uncharted Four. I think it was the first chapter, and every Uncharted the, does this. I don't think the first one did, but everyone after the first one did. I think where the first chapter is a flash forward to when they were driving to the. In this case, it's when they were riding the boat to the island. Yeah, and then they get knocked off the boat, and then it goes back to the start of the. Then it goes back to the flashback when they're in the prison and then it goes to Nathan's cause at the end of uncharted three, him and Elena were supposed to have like given up treasure hunting, which is what leads to chapter three, the first chapter in the present day where he just has a regular job. Yeah. Then I think the fourth chapter is when you're at the house and it has that whole crash bandicoot mini game. But the whole chapter is essentially just a nostalgia trip through his attic where you can look at treasures from the old games. And then he goes downstairs and you find out that him and Elena got married between three and four and how he kind of misses adventuring, but he wants to keep his commitment to not live that life anymore. And then he comes across his brother. And then I think the fifth chapter is a flashback with the brother. And then chapter six is when you're finally like doing something. Yeah. No, 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 no. Chapter six is a party. So you're still not really doing anything until like the very, very end of that chapter. But but still, that's the start of um, like the, the the narrative is okay. We need like let's start fucking treasure hunting. Like we're, we we need to find our first fucking map and and get there. Um, and the um, so let's let's talk about uh, uh, gameplay because I think I think we've we've buried the well. Like one thing that I hate, besides the maps that I hate about the story is that there's a part in the game where um, uh, Rafe, your brother, the mercenary and you are standing there and Rafe goes to shoot you. Your brother like stands in front of you and you fall off a cliff. And then that's where you have the flashback. And while we're on that subject real quick, before we go too much into the flashback, the thing that I hated the most about the story and it happens twice is that the people in this universe are way too forgiving. Like, you know, Nathan broke his promise, lied to his wife and then there's zero repercussions. She not only immediately forgives him, but she goes and and saves him. And not only which, that, which okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta get my my text verbatim. Vamp, vamp for me while I pull up my text. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the other part that really bugs me is a, a similar problem. Is that it turns out that Sam lied to you about owing money to people. He was just trying to trick you into helping him finish his treasure hunt. Be just between the two of you, even though he, you know, even though Rafe busted him out of prison specifically to help him find the treasure, which kind of makes Rafe not seem like such a bad guy. But, yeah. you know, you, and, um, and it's like, and then after you find out that Sam lied to him and made him pretty much give up his life for a cause that didn't exist, the next time you see Sam, it's like never mentioned again. 
Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, the text I sent you was um. I knew Sam was up to no good because like he was just like a, a sketchy. Like the whole thing was super sketchy. But the text I sent you Monday at seven forty p.m. was fucking Deus Ex Machina ass bullshit. Fucking ass wife shows up in the fucking jungle. Like you fall off that cliff and you should be dead. And oh, she finds you after. All of this shit where you're flying through the air like goddamn Ezio and Batman had a love child. You're, you're going through off all these cliffs. Your wife, who is a journalist, just like happens to like mosey on up and, and find your like almost desecrated corpse <laughs> well, here, like in, a, in a river. Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend it and then I'm going to attack it again. So it wasn't as bad to me because throughout all three games, like she's essentially been as capable as he is. And she's always okay. been presented that way, so it's not out of character or anything. Even though okay. it is like, dual, even though it is like a Deus Ex Machina bullshit, but yeah. at the same time, it's a bit ridiculous that you're you're in this forgotten city that apparently nobody's ever found before now, and then she just walks into it and finds you immediately. And um, <clears throat> besides the contrived story, um, I, uh, uh, I I want to get into the <clears throat> some of the gameplay elements that that absolutely frustrated the shit out of me. Um, Besides, um, when, when, when I play a game like this, I want to feel like I'm an exemplary person. So when I, were, when I play an Assassin's Creed, like, I'm a fucking elite assassin. I can fly through the air and like, you know, kill dudes with ease. When I play, I don't know, like, like Bioshock, uh, one of my favorite games, uh, you know, I want to feel like, like a one-man badass. Nathan Drake is... Everybody seems to be able to do exactly what Nathan Drake can do. Um, in Tomb Raider, like, Lorecroft is, you know, like, excelling. She's better than the bad guys. Every bad guy in this game can, can parkour, can jump, can grab. Your, your AI partners can do the exact same thing as you. I didn't feel special. And this game is sold to me as, like, a male Tomb Raider or, like, an Indiana Jones guy. And those are all, like, like superheroes, ostensibly. I didn't feel like a superhero when my brother who's been in prison for 15 years is able to do the same shit that I can do. <laughs> That's true, actually. I didn't think of that. And, and it, 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 it kind of cheapened the experience. Um, but, like, my, my biggest complaint uh, with the gameplay is that if you don't do exactly what the game wants you to do, you get punished. And the best example is escaping... Um, uh, uh, escaping the the party where they were having the auction to get the cross, um, the mission objective was get to the parking lot to uh, escape. <clears throat> and I was in an area that I had been in before. Instead of sneaking in, I'm sneaking out. And I'm like hanging on the ledge of a building, and I crawl down the side, and I'm like, okay, I am I am ten feet from the floor. I'm gonna drop down and just walk around this building to where I was standing not thirty minutes prior. And I dropped down, and I hit some fucking invisible death barrier, and I just died. <laughs> so the the game didn't want me to stand on the exact like tile that I was on, not half an hour prior, because they wanted me to go over the walls and fight some guards. I I, I it 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 just I guess I was expecting the game to be a little bit more open and not as linear. But when that happened, I was like, ooh, I feel like this is going to happen a lot more, and. It happened a lot more. There was there was times where I was able to swing through the air on the, the grappling hook and make these epic like fifty foot dives and land on uh, ledges and you know just barely grab onto um, a, a, a ledge with my fingers and it was super badass and 
And then there was times that if I wanted to jump down five feet, no, you're just going the wrong direction where the game's just going to arbitrarily kill you. Yeah. And you know what's funny, and you might not believe this, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure part two and three are like this, because, but I haven't played them for years, so I might be wrong. But playing one again, and like I said, two and three, and every other one except for four is actually a lot worse in this aspect. Like Uncharted 4 actually improved it, even though it's still not ideal. Really? Like playing the, uh, on the old ones... Like, at the very least, for the most part, they don't let you, especially when you're climbing, they don't let you try to jump to a ledge you can't reach. Like, if you try to do it, it just won't respond. But, mm. like, the old Uncharted games, uh, playing through one again, like I've said, there's some times where there's, like, a ledge to your left and a ledge to your right, but the one on the right is just for is just for decoration. You can't actually grab it, but you have no way yeah. of knowing that. So then you jump to the right, and then he just sinks into the ground and dies. So at the yeah. very least... At the very least, I didn't really encounter any times in this game where that happened anymore. If there was a ledge that was out of reach or I wasn't supposed to grab, it wouldn't let me jump. So in that yeah, it, in that sense, it's better. But it, what you're describing still happens enough to where it really makes you feel restricted in how you can explore the game. And I, and I, I really appreciated um, how if the character like physically reached out, then you knew you could make the jump. And I thought that was a really good way of telegraphing... Um, one thing I got to give props to is that um, they they give you prompts in the game that seem realistic. So if you're swinging across on a rope and you know Drake reaches out, then you can you know that if you hit X to detach your rope, you're going to safely make that landing. Um, so I really appreciated that. Uh, but I guess I was expecting it to be more like Assassin's Creed, where you could just you know grab onto anything. Right. Yeah, and. Um... That's another or thing, even, or even Tomb Raider, because there's a lot of stuff in Tomb Raider where she can just free climb. Right, and that's another thing too. Is like in the old games, he would reach out to anything as long as you're at the edge of whatever ledge you're hanging from. So that is an area that the game heavily improved on. I think it's like the climbing in this game and the exploration. I thought was a big improvement, especially because the grappling hook is something new. And then late game, so that's so that's new, right? And then late game, you get the spike, which is essentially ripped straight out of Tomb Raider, but yeah. But like you where you can like stab it into a wall and then like transition to another normally unreachable area. But And I really I really like that, but I felt it was added way too late in the game. Yeah, it's pretty much only in the last like four or five chapters. So it's the, the moment you get to Libertalia. Yeah, the game's pretty much over by the time <laughs> you get to that point. And then even then one of the chapters is a flashback, so you don't even get to use it. Yeah. Um but you know, with all that said, the game's not just the story, but I feel like the gameplay was really poorly paced because almost the entire and the exploration, like before I get started, the exploration in Uncharted's always been my favorite part. As a matter of fact, a big part of the reason why I didn't like two and three as much is because two focused more on like really like over exaggerate. I mean, over like exuberant set pieces and like these really crazy Michael Bay-esque moments and kind of put exploration into the backseat in favor of these action scenes. And then part three was pretty much just all shooting with like little bits of um, exploration here and there. And I feel like four is like three, but in the opposite direction where it's like almost the entire thing is platforming. And then the when you finally do run into enemies, a lot of the encounters, if you sneak the right way, can be completely avoided. So it's like yeah. there's so few times that compared so to other could, games, especially can, that you, you actually just, shoot stuff. 
you can ignore the enemies altogether on some on some of the paths. There's actually a trophy in Scotland for getting out of the cemetery without killing anyone or alerting anyone. Ooh. So Ooh, okay. I I was always under the impression that you had to like clear an area before you left. Some of them, but not all of them. Interesting. Interesting. And um, that's another thing too, because stealth has never been the series' um, strong point. And and you know, since you haven't played it or any of the other ones, the game and then another big knock that I have on this game is that it hasn't the gameplay hasn't evolved nearly like almost at all since part two. Like all the mechanics that are in this game, minus the rope swinging and the tall grass when you're sneaking, from what I can remember. And I ran into no Pidgeys in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Every time I'd walk in, I was like, where the fuck are all the Pokemon? But it was, the stealth is so basic and it's frustrating because, you know, for a game that's getting this much praise, and it's not as bad as where how in The Last of Us, Ellie would just openly be like running into enemies and they would pretend she's not there. But it, mm. And it doesn't happen nearly as much in Uncharted 4, but it breaks the immersion when your partner's will like run around in front of people and then no one notices. But not just that, but it's like, you know, enemies can be alerted that you're near if they find a dead body since, which is the same as like every stealth game since like Metal Gear 2 or Metal Gear 1 even. But there's no way to move the bodies. You just have to kill them in tall grass so that they're automatically hidden, but you can't shuffle them around or anything. Yeah, and I I felt that if they're going to add that stealth element, um, uh, you know, let you... There, there was a lot of like gameplay stuff that was just that just fell short. That like in since yeah, Metal Gear Solid One on the PlayStation One, you could move bodies. Uh, so I don't see what the it, it just didn't it just didn't make sense to me. Um, the uh, the what I what I ran into that was the most frustrating for me was was the combat because I felt like the game was arbitrarily making me miss a lot of shots that I, I would have otherwise made. Like I would have a dude f- completely fill up my reticle. I'd pull the trigger and then the actual like little hit marker dot that would appear when you pull the trigger, it would like in the, the, the tiny pixel where the guy's body was in my reticle. It's like, Oh, that's where you actually shot. And, and that frustrated the hell out of me. Like I died so much. The worst, the worst was it when um, you're on Libertalia, um, you're in the elevator with your wife and she's in the car and you're on top. I couldn't fucking stand that part. Uh, it got to the, it got to the point where I was like, <laughs> I felt like I was playing DDR and I was just like memorizing the motions because I, I, I just kept throwing my body at it and just dying and dying, and dying. It just, it, it, it sucked. What did you think of like the combat? Is it, is it, is it improved? Cause the whole, the entire fighting system felt extremely dated and extremely stale for me. Like punching is one button shooting is like i mean you can't really like change like shooting mechanics i was i was happy that you could switch shoulders with your rifles but it felt super stale and dated like an uncharted one experience which like i need to check out see when that game come out but what did you think of the combat yeah i mean the combat's a bit frustrating mostly because especially on harder difficulties it feels like it's more about memorizing where everything is as opposed to just being able to outshoot people um yeah i didn't for one thing, it makes me feel a little bit better because, you know, you pl- you play a lot of uh, shooters. You play them more than I do, so I know it wasn't just me with shitty aim. But yep. I also didn't... I didn't also recognize that the reticle was missing on purpose if I was using a pistol, which I almost use the pistols exclusively. Were you using yeah. the pistols when that happened, or were you using like, the automatics? Everything. Everything. There was, um, uh, 
what in this game you can get like rare pickups, um, like golden guns that were I imagine just like super super deadly. And my favorite one was uh the Bardock or the Barack uh pistol, which is a, a revolver that's based off of an um um the re- I guess the reason why I liked it so much is that I'm familiar with the real world pistol. Um, it's a Mateba. Um, it's an Italian um like uh I mean a, a marksman's revolver. And uh, if anybody's a fan of Ghost in the Shell, um, uh, do you watch Ghost in the Shell? I've, the watched, anim- uh, I've watched it, yeah. The um, the guy who has no like augmentation, who's on Section Nine. Yeah, um, I don't remember his name, but I know who you mean. He, he carries he carries a Mateba, that like weird looking revolver, and it's a it's a it's a you know very expensive fancy like shooter's revolver. So I'm like, dude, dope. I'm gonna fucking take that. And it turns out it's a golden gun. But I would seriously have the reticule. Filling up a guy's chest, I would be like super close, pull the trigger, and it would just no hit markers, no nothing. Yeah, and it it happened with everything for me. And the thing is, like playing Uncharted one again, um, the game, like the hand to hand combat, it actually it was only two buttons, like how this one triangles to counter when you're grabbed or whatever, and then you just mash square to punch them essentially, but. Part two, I mean, part one was just square and triangle, but like triangle was like a heavy attack, and then square was a light attack. So it was more of a, I guess it was more video gamey, and it looked kind of like I guess jumpy and less fluid. But at the same time, I going back, I appreciate that more because Uncharted Two is the one that switched it to this mindless like square mashing until you get um, just like kind of grabbed in the middle of the fist fight to make it look more dynamic. And then you hit triangle every once in a while and then go back to headbutting square. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing. It's like, and that's why I don't, I also agree with you where even though I would give it a higher score than you do, I don't see how it's getting the nines and tens mostly because everything that it does, it does it good enough, but there's nothing that's stellar about it or, you know, that stands out. And what makes it even more frustrating is that it's almost exactly the same as it's been since uncharted Two. So and I, I got that feeling because it just felt old. Yeah, I mean the the biggest I guess change aside from the grappling rope, which is completely useless in combat because you can't hit anything without uh, way not, more but effort. Not if you're, but not if you're playing multiplayer. Yeah, if you're playing multiplayer, <laughs> because it, yeah. it becomes a, a melee weapon in multiplayer, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, but um, like not just aside from that, like the biggest change is that almost like it seems like in this game the majority of the cover is destructible, whereas in the old games it was just occasionally. And yeah. it, they would absorb a lot of damage. This one in this one, the cover seems like it breaks down a lot faster. But... And, and I, I'm, I'm torn on that because I'm like, I feel like it's super realistic that if I'm hiding behind a, a wooden crate, it should deteriorate. But at the same time, the game doesn't give you any non-destructible cover in a lot of areas. Like when you're on Libertalia, there was there was a section. I don't know if you remember. There was a section where you were with your wife and you had to like jump down a mud hill. And then slide up on, uh, climb up on a platform. And then there was a, uh, this is right before you steal the car, um, from, from, um, shoreline. And, uh, I threw my body at that a lot, but there was, there was no, there was, there was hardly any solid cover. Um, and then, uh, I actually got so frustrated on that part that I put it on easy mode, plowed through it and was like, okay, all right, I, I feel better now. And then put it back on hard <laughs> to progress. Yeah. Sometimes, was, sometimes you need to do that just to break the monotony. Yeah, no, but I mean, and it is frustrating too because there's so many enemies. And dude, I I almost forgot, but I'm glad that you mentioned this. Or we were talking about the destructible um, 
cover because the thing that pisses me off more than anything about the combat in this game, aside, you know, we could say all that we want about how it hasn't evolved or how it's really basic or how it feels like it's an old game. But one thing that the old games did not do that this one does is that all their fucking grenades just stick to whatever they touch and they're always right next to you. Yeah. And it's bullshit. It's like in the old games, their grenade aim was pretty accurate, but it still had like forward momentum. So every once in a while they would throw it short and it would get stuck behind on the other side of your cover. So you'd be safe or sometimes it would go off the ledge, um, off the ledge behind you and down the cliff. So it didn't hurt you. But in this one, there was like times where there would be no cover, like you're saying, like it all got destroyed. So then I would run back and hang off of a ledge and just like aim my pistol from the ledge since they can't obviously destroy the ground. And every time it would, it wouldn't be long before someone would throw a grenade and it would land like right on my fingers and just stay there. Like no forward trajectory, no momentum, no nothing. It just stuck to the ground and it's bullshit. Yeah. And and that's another one of my huge complaints is that the, the, the frequency of the grenades and how, accurate the ai could chuck them it it was like when you throw the grenades in this game you get an arc and you get a splash zone of like you know the the kill radius when you throw the grenades like and and what you would expect in like a third person shooter uh like a gears of war or something but it felt like these guys had the same tool (laughs) and you would just get like grenade after grenade after grenade like thrown on you and i was having flashbacks to call of duty world at war where there was that bug where the japanese threw too many grenades like they they would there was a known bug where they would just you know instead of trying to like flank you or shoot you they would just throw grenades (laughs) (laughs) and like and like every uncharted's like that again like where they spam grenades but this is the only one that i this is the only one where they just completely stick to whatever surface it touches and it's it makes it so frustrating especially when you're playing a long sequence and one thing that this game does do better than the other ones is that they pace the checkpoints a lot better Because there were times where I was in, like, huge waves of enemies, and in old games, you'd have to kill all, like, 25 guys before it would save, and it would be really frustrating to get killed, and there's only, like, two people left. But Yeah, I did did appreciate that a lot, is that um, I would get halfway through a big firefight and then die, and it would respawn you right where where you were. Right. No, actually, one frustrating thing, though, now that you mentioned that, too, is that it didn't always respawn me where I died. So sometimes I'd be in a place with that was like really good cover. Then I would get killed. And then when the checkpoint would reload, I would be in, the, the, mid, like, in be. the middle of like three guys and it reverts back to the stealth section. So it's like, as soon as I respawn, there's like two people seeing me, which I also want to mention because like as good as the AI or depending how you look at it, but as good as the AI is with the grenades and how accurate they are, um, they are ridiculously stupid when it comes to the stealth because you could literally like run right in front of somebody. And like the tutorial, you know, the first time you go into a gameplay section, they'll have those pop-up tutorials that'll say, you know, this is how this works and this is how that works. But they say in the tutorial that, you know, if they see you, they'll go investigate the area. And if they see you while they're investigating is when it'll trigger everybody. But there were so many times where they, I would be like right in front of them and then just like duck behind a box and then they would just look in my direction and say, oh, I guess there's nothing there. And then they would turn back around. And I'm like, you didn't even check. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's uh, just so I, basic. I, I actually ran into the opposite is that it would go from like, so they're, they would get a, a triangle above their head that would fill up with, with silver. And then it was, when it was full of silver, they would go yellow, which is investigation. And then if I saw, they saw you again, they would go on full alert. Um, I, my problem was, is that they would, it would go 
it would fill up with silver and go straight to full alert. Even when I'm in the middle of like tall grass, not moving around. So like I barely had like these stealth moments. The only time that I was trying to manipulate them and still be in stealth is that if you threw a grenade and blew somebody up, it wouldn't, that wouldn't like alert you to where your position was and they would investigate around. And, and I use that to my advantage, like throw grenades on like one side of a building and blow somebody up and then like sneak around the side. Which is also but, kind of stupid, though, because you would think that if an explosion went off, they would send everyone, like, you know, scouring the area looking for where it came from instead of just checking the area and then being like, oh, I guess he just spontaneously combusted and then go back to their posts. Yeah. But then you are all the way across, uh, you know, the side of a map hanging off a cliff. You peek up and you shoot a guy with your pistol, kill him. Everybody instantly has a GPS location of where you're at. Yeah. And that's annoying, too, because even. Even when you don't shoot them, there was a time where I was a little slow on stealth killing a guy. His alert meter filled up completely, and but I punched him out before there was even a gunshot fired. So theoretically, nobody should have known I was there anyway. But everybody yeah. knew exactly where I was at. Everybody started converging immediately on where I was at. I was getting shot from above. I was getting shot from below. And, you, yeah. know, you know, back to back to my what I was saying earlier about how this game just feels like incomplete not incomplete but it feels just dated in so many areas because i mean and again with the metal gear comparisons metal gear 2 came out a decade and a half ago and in that game they had to get on their walkie talkies and get their message out before the entire base would be alerted and this game as soon as one like 15 years later on the ps4 like two generations after you're as soon as one guy sees where you're at, even if there's no sound to tip anyone else off, everybody automatically knows where you're at. Yeah. There was no consistency with that. Um, Another one, oh, just, it just like fell from my mind. There was, oh, um, uh, the game lacking consistency is you get to some areas and there would be um, like a puzzle, like, okay, I don't know where to go next. And uh, if you took too long, the game would pop up a hint and you push the hint button and it's like, and it would literally just spell out like uh, at one point, right before I get to Avery's boat, um, I didn't know where to fucking go. And I hit the the button and it's like swim through the underground um, tunnel. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But that particular one took forever. I ran around this lagoon for 10 minutes trying to figure out where to go. And then it suddenly was like, hey, swim through the underground cavern. But then there'd be times where I would spend a couple of minutes, like not even five minutes, like exploring the area, trying to like absorb the environments, which this game is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Like um, the set pieces looked amazing, but I would spend a couple of minutes running around a courtyard and then it's like, hey, 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 no, 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 over here. No, stop. Stop having fun. You do, you're, you're not doing what we want to do right now. Go. And I, I, I felt there was no consistency between those, those uh, at least those couple of instances where I got lost. Yeah, that's an, that's the annoying thing about all of the games. They all do that. And it's funny because it seems like they always pop up when you're exploring, but they never pop up when you're actually lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe that's... um, um uh, That's yeah. that uh, Bader-Meinhof phenomenon uh, where you're... Uh, um, something is happening. Something always happens at the same consistency, but if you're not paying attention to it, you're not normally like aware. So yeah. say like, you see like an old movie, like, uh, and then you're like, "Hey, man, um, you know, I saw this old movie that I haven't seen in a while." And then you start noticing, like, "Wow, everyone's talking about this random old movie." No, that's not, you know, coincidence. Those conversations and blah 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 blah. So maybe it's Bader Meinhof that you were expecting and looking for it, but I, I, I seriously felt like 
there was a huge disparity between those 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 moments. Right. Yeah. And I have a I don't know if this is for sure, but I have a feeling that it triggers when you uh, when you veer away from where you're supposed to go, but it doesn't trigger when you're heading towards where you're supposed to go. So if you're lost, but you're close to it, it might not trigger. Whereas if you're looking at a looking for a treasure, so you're way off in some distant corner, making sure that you don't see something sparkle on the ground. Yeah. I think that might be it, but I'm not 100% sure that that's the way it's programmed. Yeah, and that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, uh, I there, there was one really fucking badass moment, um, to kind of go back to combat, where I was uh, leaving Scotland, and I was like swinging through the air and like detached my, my grappling hook and just like blind-fired and shot this guy with an AK-47, and when I landed, like, he was dead, and I was, I was like, fuck, yeah, that was badass, and that happened once when uh, we were escaping to get to the airplane um, at the, uh, the end, right before we start, uh, uh, Nathan, like, breaks off from the group to go get his brother, um, there was a couple times where I was swinging through the air and, like, doing some, like, sick, like, action movie shit, but then you'd get stuck into a lot of, like, okay, hide in the corner, wait for the blood to come back to your head, and make for the gray to go away. So uh, these like s- awesome superhero mo- moments were few and far between for me. Yeah. And it a lot of what I'm reading online too is like opposite of what I felt, how I said earlier that I felt like part two had way too many like bullshit Michael Bay-esque like set piece sections where shit, everything's blowing up. A lot of people felt like this one didn't have enough of those moments. But I thought the moments that they did have were really well done. Like the boat chase in the beginning um, when you're yeah. when you're being dragged behind the truck and then you jump from car to car was really cool. That was um, cool. I like that. My favorite part of the whole game is probably the driving part. But when I was driving towards my objective, when I was looking for secrets, it was really tedious. Which it's probably a weird complaint, but one of the things that I was really annoyed by was how many secrets are in this game. Oh, really? Because I think part two, if I remember correctly, part two and three had a hundred, and then part one had sixty. But this one has a hundred and then it has the journal entries and the hidden conversations and all this stuff which in all the other games it was only treasures like strictly treasures was it and Mm -hmm. they're hidden a lot of them are hidden in the most like like i don't know like contrived places where it's 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 not something that i feel like i should really fault the game for because it's completely extra but the way i play games i don't i don't hold myself to the idea that I need a hundred percent it, but at the same time, I'm going to do my best to try to find it. And if I don't, whatever, but there was so much like empty waste, not necessarily wasted, but there was so much empty space that had no, like, you know, no reward to it. So, and then it was, there's nothing more frustrating because you can, you can try to gauge whether or not you missed a treasure by where it's listed on the list because it puts them in order. So there's nothing more frustrating than when you're searching 30 minutes and don't find a new treasure and when you finally find one you re- you find out that you didn't miss anything and then you advance maybe five more minutes and find another treasure and check the list and it says you missed two in between the one you just found and the one that the one that you just found and the one you found before like the previous five minutes ago so yeah okay. i mean and i wasn't i i wasn't um looking to uh be a completionist with it so i was um, just exploring casually, and it got to the point at the end where I was just like, I want to just 
end this game, it it, it it was just prolonging. So I stopped searching for treasure. But I felt like when I stopped searching for Trevor, I was fucking fighting that shit like hand over fist. <laughs> the funny thing, too, is I eventually, maybe in the last five chapters, I just stopped caring about looking for them and just was trying to speed through it because I was getting so frustrated and feeling like I was wasting a lot of time. But yeah, but yeah do, how many, do you remember how many you found by the end? I think 151 points worth. Okay. I don't know so what I mean, they were worth. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Uh, I um I, I did like the part where you were in Madagascar um on the uh, the truck and you had to like pull the winch out, right? Um, where you uh would have to actually like walk your character around the tree and then like like clamp the uh the winch uh um hook on the the cable itself. I thought the the mechanics and the physics in this game were really cool. Um. At the same time, though, I felt it was really tedious that, okay, I'd have to pull the winch out, crawl all the way down, um, and then, like, loop it around and then disconnect it and get back in. It, 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 there, was, there was times where it, it wanted to be super realistic, but then wanted to, like, you know, be a video game. Like, being able to, being able to like, throw your, your rope and then detach it at <laughs> will and do, like, those, like, Spider-Man, like, swinging scenes. But then you'd have to, the, the rope physics were super, like, um you know, super realistic. I, 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 I wasn't really sure what it, what it was trying to do. Uh, my biggest complaint, biggest complaint with this game is, uh, okay, I guess it's twofold, is that, and this harkens back to that you didn't feel like a superhero. The bad guys were already one step ahead of you. Every single time you'd, you'd be in this, this absolutely like untouched area that hasn't been touched in 300 years. You, you just swung through the air and swam through tunnels and like, falling bridges and like de- decoded puzzles and like all this shit and you get to an area and there'd be a bunch of goons with guns <laughs> and it's like it's like I, I there would be there'd be like a 30 minute shootout and it was 30 minutes because like the game was was cheap 30 minute shootout and then a cutscene and then a climbing scene which was basically a glorified cutscene and then another shootout and then another cutscene and then another climbing scene which is a glorified cutscene um the 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 climbing didn't f- feel uh rewarding um but besides like you always being one step behind this guy is fucking unlucky as shit and it got to the point where i would be flying through the air and i'd land and i instead of being surprised that oh no the ledge broke underneath me i was surprised that a ledge held under his weight yeah and it's that's something that's been since uncharted 2 and that bugs the shit out of me every fucking thing that he touches just collapses and you know, it's exciting or shocking the first five times, and then after that 10-minute sequence is over, the next 10 hours, or in this case, 15-ish hours, where it just keeps happening over and over again, it just gets irritating. Like, I kept rolling my eyes every time something would collapse past chapter 10, because that's like, I swear to God, if you cut out every, if you cut out half of every ledge that collapses underneath him, the game would be five hours shorter. It's so irritating. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And it, it also the the game uh, two cardinal sins the game took in, in narrative telling is that uh, characters don't talk to each other. So when you go back to your hotel in Madagascar and your wife's there, um, he's not really like he's not like oh I'm sorry. Here's the reason why. Like just kind of like lets her walk off instead of like talking to her like an adult. Maybe he should just fucking talk to her in the first place. Which made it more but, frustrating when she just forgave him like nothing happened the very next time she saw him yeah yeah it's just like uh, um but the final like game beating um boss when you're fighting rafe in the burning ship 
you are fencing him, and you are and you are given a brand new combat mechanic, and this is your first and only time you're ever going to use it, and that's what you're going to beat the boss with. I know that I talked about Star Fox Adventures on the main show um, uh, a few weeks ago. Hey, at but least you fought Rafe this time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So you go through the entire game, you know, shooting dudes with guns and hand-to-hand combat and all this stuff, but to kill the game boss, it's like, hey. Something that you've never dealt with in the entire game, I, that's how you're going to beat the boss. I almost felt like it was an homage to Metal Gear 4. I keep t- bringing well, up Metal Gear, but yeah. Well, um, I, I never played Metal Gear 4. Oh, what was that? Metal Gear 4, the final boss is that you fight Ocelot in a hand-to-hand combat scene, but all of a sudden, um, Snake's like one-two punch and spin-kick combo, which is like the only thing you could do in almost every game, is replaced by like a whole like fighting game-esque... Like, combat system really yeah charge characters no no charge characters but there's like spin <laughs> kicks there's like choke holds there's all this weird shit and it's this really long fist fight using all these expanded hand-to-hand combat mechanics that were never used the entire game up until that point and it introduces it right at the last boss and that's kind of what this was i actually like the way they did this one though because i mean when you really break it down it was a glorified qte but yeah but they weren't treating you like an idiot and flashing giant triangles and circles I, on the screen. I did, you had to like I, look how he was... It was almost like punch-out. You had to watch how he was waving his sword and push no, the appropriate it. button, like depending on if he was waving, uh, swinging it from left or right, to properly block it. Yeah, and I, I absolutely loved it. I, it. It was just like, okay, so you know, I'm, I'm literally at the end of, of the game, and here's a brand new mechanic to learn and master. Um... And uh, if you didn't do a sequence perfect, like if he if he like sliced you once out of like say like he went at you with ten moves and he sliced you once and you blocked you know nine other moves, you would then have to go through the same sequence again to progress. There was no way to recover. So if you made one mistake, you like you had to do it flawlessly. Oh really? I, I didn't it, notice I that actually. Well, I did a lot of, a lot of that part because um, like uh, if you didn't do it with one hundred percent accuracy you couldn't like do the you know the punching at the end um and um i loved the character rafe um yeah. do you know who the actor was that played him i don't but you know the funny thing is that for as horrible as they tried to act like rafe was i came out of that game feeling like he was wasn't that bad of a guy compared to everyone else um, no, um i mean sam I, if anything sam felt like the villain of the game yeah yeah uh, i'm trying to find hot develop yeah no i i did not like Sam at all, and then I and when it it found out that Sam was lying to you, um, uh, I I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I had my suspicions. Um, but Rafe's character was definitely um uh, my favorite. Hold on, Victor Sullivan. Rafe Adler was Warren Cole. Um, oh, and he didn't do the mocap for him. He just did the voice. Hmm. I wonder I wonder who did the mocap because the mocap looked like he looked like somebody. He looked like somebody that I recognized. Like he, 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 he had that, like that. He had one of those faces. Like, yeah. Hmm. Like, I, Interesting. I liked how, I liked how his hair fell, like his bangs fell down in front of his face at the end. I don't know why. Yeah. It just looked cool because it really kind of made it look like at least somebody went through some kind of a struggle, which I want to touch on that a bit too, because Sam is like, God, he was like such an asshole because he got broken out of jail by Rafe. It's never mm-hmm. like, it's never fully explained. They kind of just gloss over it, but Rafe busted him out of jail to help him find the treasure. And Sam just arbitrarily apparently decided 
Rafe doesn't deserve it, so I'm going to ditch his crew, lie to my brother to help me find it, just because we are entitled to it, because that's what our mother wanted. But even though Rafe was funding it, Rafe was the one who made all the progress up to that point, because Nate dropped out of the hunt in between the the first flashback and the rest of the games. And he gives that speech in the final boss fight where, you know, he was a rich kid who was handed everything and he wanted to earn this. And it's really shitty because it's like he was they were making him sound like the bad guy because he had money and resources to find it instead of having to do everything on foot. But he was still the one putting in all the work and he was just as passionate about finding it as they were, or at least Sam. Nate wasn't really didn't really care about it anymore by the end, but it just was the way that the game ends, you know, how they flash forward and they show um, Nate's and um, Elena's daughter. And then it's like a happy ending for Sam and Sully, who Sully was always my favorite character, by the way. So I was glad to see him get a lot of screen time, but I liked him a lot too. It just seems so weird that Rafe, when you really think about it, didn't do anything wrong except maybe screw over Nadine at the end, but then she got him right back almost immediately. And and I didn't really like Nadine's character because um, she seems too stereotypical. A a exotic ethnic girl who is really manly and uh, has a lot of power. It, it she it, it seems like a generic generic Bond villain character to me. Yeah, which um, which actually surprises me that a lot of people online seem to be complaining that she sounds she she seemed like Naughty Dog is caving in the quote unquote like SJW pressure. But to me. It has nothing to do with that because, like you said, she's just a generic Bond character. The characters, like femme fatale characters who are just good at everything, have existed for decades. And to yeah, be- and and I'll I'll be the first to bitch about SAWs and all that that bullshit. Anybody listens to the show with any, um, uh, you know, any length of time, I'll be the first to say like, "Yo, you're 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 being you're being retarded." But n- no, she this was you know a generic Bond villain esque character. Um, you know, the strong ethnic, you know, masculine female. And um, the fu- the reason why I liked her and it's not like I it's not like I was super crazy about her character, but every other Uncharted game essentially has a character that's similar to her, who's like the leader of the elite army who for some reason gets completely decimated by one guy. But yeah, every Uncharted game has a character like that. But she's she's the only one out of any of the games that's like smart enough to like cut loose when shit gets too crazy and she ends up being like the only villain who lives and she lives as she leaves with a bunch of the treasure whereas like every other uncharted game i think part one the leader of the mercenary group ends up being the final boss the second game the leader of the mercenary group was also the final boss but he he didn't have like someone above him he was like the main guy the whole time and then from what i've read since i didn't finish three what i read of three like the henchman person dies fairly early before the end but i liked that i liked that they approached her differently and what her final fate ended up being compared to the previous ones but i didn't like how generic she was especially because like i said there were characters similar to her not just in other media but in other uncharted games yeah um i mean i i kind of didn't want her to see her succeed because i didn't really like like her character um you know uh if anybody's seen Seen that movie with Keanu Reeves, Knock Knock. I I I really wanted to see him fucking like kill those chicks. <laughs> so I I really wanted to see her like at least get like a like a Bond villain sidekick death, but she got away. It was and it, 
another thing that, that that I felt was unrealistic about her character was uh, no matter like no matter unless Nathan Drake is a complete and utter like weakling, and I might get flack for this for saying this, but there's inherent physical differences between men and women. Well, even if you're an even if you're an elite soldier, at some point Nathan Drake is just gonna have just a bigger muscle mass and should just beat the shit out of you. Not just and not just that, but he's phys- not just like the men and women difference, but he his character model is significantly bigger than hers. Like he yeah, looks and, like he's a hundred ish pounds uh heavier than her. And then there's one part in the game where she fights both Nate and Sam at the same time and beats the shit out of them. So And and I, I guess that's you know the 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 progression of the story is that to show oh these are some badass people. So when your hero beats them, they're really overcoming something. But it was just like okay, yeah, I can understand she's you know a super a supreme badass, super tight. But when you're when they were fighting in Libertalia, and like there was that part where um, Nate gets thrown out the window and like swings around and like punches her through the fucking floor like a goddamn Dragon Ball Z scene. <laughs> And lands, and she gets up, and is just like ready to go, and and he's just like, it, it was like, let's have some consistency here, uh, like, it just it just didn't make it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but I mean, all in all, I felt like Rafe was probably my favorite villain of the whole franchise, mostly because he didn't really seem all that bad compared to Sam, especially. Yeah, he just seemed like um, another guy trying to get the same treasure, and he even offered to have Nate help him at some po- at one point. And they were all all three yeah. of them were partners in the beginning. So, yeah, and I know we texted earlier, um, and we're kind of running along for a bonus episode, but we texted earlier that I was like, I was like, oh, what's the significant of Rafe? Because I, I just going into this, I was expecting, you know, the games to intertwine, but um, you know, the only characters that, correct me if I'm wrong, that came from previous ones were Sully and his wife, right. Um, and then, like, like Sam wasn't touched on, Nadine wasn't touched on, Rafe wasn't touched on. Um, so I felt, uh, I felt like I was jumping into season four of um, Burn Notice, <laughs> where like it's like, oh, character from season two, hello. And it's like, oh, like, yeah, shit. But I, um, I guess that's just my fault for not um, jumping into it. Uh, I guess uh, unless there's anything specific you want to say, we should uh, close it up with final thoughts. No, I think that was about it. Um... I mean, this, you know, Uncharted 4 reportedly is the last one, or at least it's the last one Naughty Dog is going to be involved with. And overall, I feel like the story wrapped up in a really satisfying and decisive way. Um, There was plenty that the game could have done a lot better. Uh, Like I said many times across this podcast, the gameplay has barely evolved since Part 2, and the pacing was really, really off. But when this game does something right whether or not it's the car chase or the um you know the scenery the graphics that part where you're standing on top of the clock tower and you could see way into the forest um you know the voice acting and especially when you've been invested with these characters for across this is the fifth game now including the vita version so when you've been invested with these characters for that long it was a very it was very good to see them all back together and it was a very satisfying way to kind of close it out and i hope that I hope that they don't go back on it. and Well, Naughty Dog's usually pretty good with this, but I hope they don't go back and decide to give, like, 60-year-old Nathan and his daughter some, like, extra adventure. I feel like they stopped it at a good place, and I would be completely satisfied with Nathan's story ending here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to agree with you that um, I I would say I had a positive experience going through the game. Um, I didn't want to take the disc out and throw it across the room. I wanted to finish it. I wanted to see where the story was going. I felt like 
there's lots of parts of the story that were contrived. You mean like how padding. you mean how like the old woman dropped dead as soon as the police showed up? Dude, that was like come the fuck on. <laughs> I, la- I laughed was... out loud at, the, at my TV screen when that happened. Like, and I think I texted you. I was like, I was like, goddamn fucking bitch drops dead in the goddamn fucking like I. Every text I, ha- I had to you was just me being profane. <laughs> um, uh, I. Besides my complaints, I still think it's a good game. Um, I don't think it deserves the perfect tens and nines that it's getting. I feel like its pedigree is carrying it a lot. Um, if this game wasn't Uncharted and it was just, you know, Adventure X, I think people would be a little bit more um, critical of it. Um, it, it. It was. It was. It was. When it was enjoyable, it was enjoyable. Um, I. I am enjoyed. Uh, that I went through it. I'm going to play multiplayer a little bit, but I think I'm going to trade this game in for Doom. Uh, I don't think it's a $60 purchase. Uh, it's a rent or a discount or a used copy purchase. Yeah, I just got mine uh, from Redbox, so... Yeah, I actually traded my, uh, I, I traded in um, Fallout 4 and um, Shadows of Mordor for it, and they gave me like some, you know, a couple of bucks extra credit. So I think I only got the game for like like 25 bucks. Okay, so that's not too bad. So, so I'm actually gonna like make money or break even when I trade it back in to get Doom. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I have to echo that too, though. It's like when it does some when the game does something great, it's does it really, really well. But there's too many parts in between where it's just kind of feels like, like you said, if it was, if it didn't have the Uncharted name, if it wasn't a PlayStation exclusive, if it wasn't Naughty Dog, it would be rated a lot more harshly than it's being. But yeah. That's not to say yeah. it's not enjoyable. No. Yeah. And not to say it's it's inherently a a, a bad game. It, it was it was definitely a good game, and I could see why people would absolutely like lose their shit over it. Um, it's just not um, uh, like I said, six point five or a seven, and I th- I think I'm grading it too harshly because I was expecting it to be a nine or a ten, and I'm like, this is barely an eight. So then I was like frustrated with it. Yeah, I could see um, that. Yeah, uh, but that's it. That's uh, Uncharted Four bonus episode three bonus stage. Um, if uh, you know, we would love to hear what you guys think. Um, I know that there's some people on Facebook that were really adamant that this was the second coming of Christ. And I barely think uh, this is, you know, um, you know, an apostle's return. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd love, we'd love to hear your opinion. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Geekscape Games. You can find us at Geekscape.net. I'm at Shane O'Hare on Twitter. And I'm Eddie New Joshua. And uh, we'll see you guys back here for the regular show and in the next bonus episode, whatever the hell that might be. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.